0: Today is Monday, April tenth, twenty twenty three, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host Nate. Are psychedelic drugs okay for Christians? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, we talk to someone who has a friend who talks to Jesus through dolls. So uh, we'll we'll leave that cliffhanger right there for a little bit, and then our guest Fury talks with our recurring Unitarian uh, guest Bob uh, and how he denies the divinity and deity of Christ. Um and Bob ignores Revelation twenty one seven. So no matter how many times people say, uh, you know, like often this comes from a different audience and they say, show us where Jesus says I am God. And you know, regardless of all the verses, like I am, uh, you know, if you see me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father one, Regardless of all these verses, um, they're like, just show us one verse where Jesus says He is God. Great Revelation twenty one seven. I will be His God and He will be my Son. Jesus says, I am God. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's not what they're looking for. He says, I will be their God, not I am God, I am God, I am God a thousand times running up and down the road yelling, I am God. But very plainly, Jesus says to the one who overcomes, and who's thirsty, I'll give the waters of life, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. So there you go. Anyways, Revelation 21, seven, um, And then Bo- Bob completely ignores that. Sad day. Uh, and then we finish up talking about uh, Chris's womanly car he's interested in. So uh, that's fun. Stay tuned for more. Check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon to get insight as to what we do and why we do it and what we believe and why we believe it. Uh, The Bible, that's what we believe. Um, And you can also check out the Ask a Christian store, grab some t-shirts or something to engage in this conversation about this hope you have and why you have it. Uh, People will definitely ask about the person wearing a big cross that says we've got answers um, on their t-shirt. So if you'd like to throw yourself in the fire, um, do that. It's your chance to share the gospel. A good conversational starter. And you can also just support us through PayPal or whatever else. Click on the donation link. All these links are in the podcast description. And please share the links and share the podcast and support this uh, thing we do. Take care, everyone. See you next time.
1: Wait, I do have a, a serious question. Um, psychedelics. There was a room yesterday on psychedelics. and uh, Probably
0: not a good idea. What, not to bring
1: <laughs> up that to- What?
0: Not not to do it. Were you gonna be like, can you be a Christian and do hallucinations? Is that where this is going?
1: Well the, the title one was um well the title one was psychedelics, the gateway to the demonic and what I I got on the stage, but unfortunately I didn't get to answer my ask my question because they're shutting the room down. But basically what, what do you, what would you say is the biblical basis against using psychedelics? Like any any texts that you're aware of that would condemn the use of psychedelics, like mushrooms and stuff.
2: Uh, the one about um, not getting drunk on wine, right? Or,
1: or is
2: that the clear answer?
0: What, yeah, is that the one that also talks about be, you know, be sober-minded and vigilant for, you know, your enemy goes around like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. I'd say, like, you know, in this case, like sober and vigilant, like that—that's all-encompassing. Like when people think sober, they think, oh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Like it—it's so much. Yeah, I mean, it's all—it's an umbrella term. It's all-encompassing. So you know, don't be out of your mind. Uh, for anything be aware be alert be vigilant but i'll get you a resource is that the one you're talking about Steph? is that is that right around the same one or is that a different area
1: uh yeah i think so yep but okay what if somebody countered this then you know the bible says for example give uh those that have those that are afflicted give strong wine, strong drink to those that are afflicted or have a heavy heart. Now, some might say that when a person is really down or suffering, like physically using alcohol, uh, can help, uh, like dull, What is it, um, kind of subdue those negative feelings, help to put them in a, 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 greater state of ease. So some might say that a person's really suffering using certain types of, um, like hallucinogenics, alcohol could be used for medicinal purposes. Does that make sense?
2: That's a well, I would idea. say,
1: well, yeah, that's like the baptized
0: thing. Like, I would I would agree with the first part of that, which is what the Bible says that, you know, have a little wine for the stomach. And, you know, like, um, n- again, not that I-, I think that was like another baptized thing, like, you know, reading into it, like, if you're depressed, drink, that'll make it better. Um, but I would say the part where, you know, Paul encourages Timothy to use a little bit of wine for the stomach, uh, I'd say, sure, there are uses, but then to like the baptized leap for the ages is where you took, you know, use a little wine or whatever for comfort and you extend that to psychedelic hallucinogens. Um, I would say that, that is a way super jump. Um, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think also like, you know, when you talk about like, there's a lot, I want to find something, I know there's more specific stuff. Um, but the case is generally that if you just get like whacked out of your brain, um, you know, that can get into, like, kind of sorcery. Like, some people say, like, sorcery is not limited to, uh, you know, just, like, I don't know, calling on dark spirits or playing with bones and, like, blood sacrifice for, you know, hell, Satan or whatever. Um, but that can also extend to, like, you know, giving up, like, uh, guards or, like, you know, borders of your mind or whatever and your faculties. Um, so that could sort of be, like, related to the occult and, like, sorcery in that regard. And it basically just like opens yourself up like you have no no like mental defenses. Like, you know, you're like basically like, hey, universe, here's an here's an open brain. Uh, You know, if there's I don't know, any creepy crawly spiritual thing like flying around, however that works. Um, It it just seems like you're, you're tempting, you know, tempting fate. Anyway, that's usually where the case comes from. It's like, look, if you're not sober, if you're not vigilant, then doing this can like expose yourself to, you know, some really bad stuff. And funny enough, usually when you hear stories of like demon possession after, like the after interview, um, they'll say like, you know, it was like a person with like heavy drug use or something like that. Um, anyways, CEO, you wanted to say something?
3: Well, I have a a live case study in this after my nine hour layover here in, uh, in, um, paris i just had 25 ounces of beer because i hope i'm hoping to fall asleep on my flight to barcelona so grade that how you will
0: i mean i'm pretty I, I i'm a pretty easy uh teacher so i mean i'm not gonna judge for that i mean and you know also like depending right like i, I can drink a 40 ounce just and not feel it um because you know i'm, I'm not the slimmest guy <laughs> in the world i'm not the, out I'm, to
4: your homies.
0: I, I do not. Um, I'm because it's cheap at Seven Eleven, Chris. Stop judging me. Um, anyways, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm not the sl- I'm not the slimmest guy in the world. So you know, I I could drink. I think more than you know your average bearer, and you know, be rather unaffected. Where someone else like my wife will have like half a glass of wine once a year and be like, I'm drunk. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, all right, go to bed. Um,
1: She's also Asian,
0: right? The B- CEO. So- I'd also, uh, uh, CEO. If you go from your twenty-five ounces of beer to, uh, you know, psychedelic shrooms and acid, um, you know, maybe we'll have a chat. What stuff?
3: Not on this trip.
2: <laughs> I have verses for Edwin. Um, so, so I think that your question, you know, because okay, my friend is a youth pastor, and he says that now people are like kids are coming to church all intoxicated and high and on whatever, and they're like. God gave us every good plant to use, and they'll they'll cite these other sources. Uh, so he has talked about this actually being an issue. So I think this is a pretty relevant question. Uh, but okay, so the the example that you gave, I've, I looked for it on Google about like if someone is heavy hearted, give them drugs. I'm hoping you can find that because I'm I'm interested oh, in that. But,
1: oh yeah. Oh, oh, just to address that, step, Just to clarify, yeah, there's a it's a proverb talks about give strong drink to him that is of a heavy heart. That is a proverb. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll look for it, but go on Steph. Sorry. Just want to, yeah,
2: no, that's cool. So that I would like to read that in context. I think the idea there is, um, maybe to be comforting and in fellowship with somebody else, not so much about the substance, but there's much more. The internet has provided me with a list. So, uh, Nate already said first Peter five says, be sober minded and watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls, seeking for someone to devour, Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 19 is the one that talks about your body being a temple, so don't put bad stuff into it. Galatians 5, 19 uh, talks about the works of the flesh that are evident. So it has a list, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy. It lists specifically drunkenness. Um, And so it says, I warn you, as I warned you before, do not do such things. 1 Corinthians 10.13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, uh, and he provides a way of escape. So I would say that would counter the idea of medicate, like self-medicating the way you described it. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Proverbs 21 says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Th- this is a long list. I can yeah. keep going, but uh-huh. there's a the whole... Yeah, there's a whole yeah. bunch of. Do
1: you want more? No, thank no, thanks, Steph. I I just okay. wanted to, to touch on. The, the, I found that the verse that I was referring to in Proverbs again. I haven't studied this out in depth. It's Proverbs um, thirty-one verse. Uh, uh, Proverbs thirty-one verse six. Uh, Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Now, some would say that's dealing with helping people. It helps to ease pain of people that are heavy heart that are, you know, very depressed or they're very afflicted. Um, again, um, I haven't studied this out a lot. This is just a text that some have cited. And I understand in the Jewish tradition, again, that when they would have, like, funerals, they would pass around wine. I don't know if this is true, that they would pass around, like, a cup of wine for people to drink so it would help them to ease some of the pain that they were experiencing. I don't know if this is true. Saw this on the Internet years ago. Just wanted to mention that. But thanks, Steph. Thanks for sharing those texts.
2: I'm interested in this. I actually, want to read, d- Nate? Do you mind if I read the few verses back?
4: Yes, it no. completely explains it. Go
2: okay, ahead, Seth. thirty-one. Uh, the oracle of King Lemuel, the words of Lemuel, the king, an oracle that his mother had taught him. So the mother is speaking. What, my son? And what, my son in my womb? And what, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to the women and your ways to the d- to destroy kings. It is mm-hmm. not for king. Ol- O Lemuel, drinking wine is not for the kings, nor is strong drink for rulers, or else he will drink and forget what he has decreed, and he will pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those in bitter distress. He will drink and forget his poverty, and his misery he will not remember any more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all the needy. Open your mouth, judge righteousness, and defend the poor and needy. So that does seem like a completely, it's kind of like, yeah, if you want to do the totally wrong thing and forget everything that you've been taught, just drink a ton of wine, right? (laughs) It seems to be a little bit like Um, uh, tongue-in-cheek. So there's
3: this this guy, Scott Schaefer, who preaches the uh, every verse method. So basically, you take every scripture on a topic, line it up, and see where it weighs out. and. Well, I think when you look at this topic, it's really clear, and I think Nate has said it, basically, you may drink, but don't drink to a point where your mind has been stated. I I don't know how you come to a different conclusion if you look at every single verse in the Bible.
0: By not reading the last verses that Steph just cleared up for us. (laughs) So if you start there and you're like, I want to drink, where's a Bible verse that says I can drink? Um, So Edwin, in conclusion, if you're having a bad day and you're like, hey, you know, my job sucks, uh, blah, blah, blah. Hey, man. Let's go, you know, let's go bowl a few go bowl a few games and have a beer. Um, there you go. I I, I would say that's
2: Wait, good what context. Um, I would just say me?
0: if you say if uh yeah, it's just you. I think. Do you guys hear me? Did I just okay. cut out? What happened?
4: I can hear you, Neat. Do you still hear oh, a cooing baby in the background?
0: <laughs> I mean, Edwin, if you're like, hey man, work sucks. Let's go trip ayahuasca in the jungle. I'll be like, ooh, um, you know, let's not do that. Let's let's do the bowling thing.
4: I feel like I'm taking psychedelics right now.
0: <laughs> Sometimes these rooms are a trip. Wah, wah. I'm done. Yeah. Right, what's next, uh, Edwin, does that, does that help? Sorry, we can't. Uh, we can't give you license for your recreation- recreational hallucinogens.
4: But, I, um, I think. You know I think up? maybe Nate, like a better, instead of like, hey, I'm going to drop acid that I buy from some guy on the street that may be laced with fentanyl. Um, you know, there are clinical um experiments right now for PTSD uh, members of the former members of the military, um on micro dosing very, 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 very small amounts of um not L S D, but some some types of mushrooms, etc What do we think about that?
2: Uh I- I'm against this for a bunch of reasons. But before we go into that, I wanted to point out, I'm using the Lexham Bible, which is like Michael Heiser. He has this app where you can see, uh, whatever, it's got all these resources. Anyway, it says those that be of heavy hearts is actually literally bitter, people who are bitter or experiencing bitterness. So I don't know if that changes. Like, it's not people who are sad, it's people who are bitter? Hmm. Uh, but the microdosing seems like a bad idea.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if it's microdosing, like, that, that's really so little, you can't even really tell an effect, then uh, whatever. I, I have no no idea about that. If, you know, it's like some people are like, hey, man, I can smoke like three pounds of weed and I don't even feel it. I'll be like, okay, well, that sounds like nonsense to me. But at a certain point, you're going to do what you want to do. So if that's what you say, like, apparently no amount of drugs can make you feel any differently well, then I disagree, but fine, do what you want. Well, that's um, the problem. So, I mean,
2: that's
0: a... But I mean, if like, what well, well, if it's like... Well, how do they
2: If
0: it's like microdosing, though, where you legitimately cannot d- tell anything different, then, I mean, I, I you know... Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, the microdosing
2: that? that Chris is talking about is an, an alternative to SSRIs. So uh, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor is the thing that you take. It's an antidepressant or, you know, it all it's also effective for OCD and anxiety, but they're synthetic. So the microdosing studies that he's talking about are are claiming to be a natural alternative to these selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And the idea is that they're then not physically addicting like an SSRI, you would need to taper off because it's not like you get addicted to it. Like you, but you know, you get symptoms when you stop it cold Turkey. So with these, they're, they're saying that the idea is that you can just stop it. You can take it short term. It's like a better SSRI and it's all natural, but the problem ends up being that you are still medicating with something that, um, can be more effectively dealt with in talk therapy. So it's just, it's just a natural alternative to something we already have. Uh, but again, less
1: effective than talk therapy. Um, wait, do you have a follow up question, um, Nate and stuff? Let, I'm just yeah, trying to. Let me yeah, jump in the...
5: for you follow up. Okay, go ahead, we'll man. Leave. Uh, in Galatians in that fifth chapter, verse 19, it mentions, I know it mentions drunkenness, but drunkenness has to deal with drunkenness, but, in the King James, it says witchcraft, which is somewhat misleading. Uh, underneath, in the Greek, it's pharmakia, which is talking about drugs. Now, in the in the uh, in that same chapter, in the complete Jewish Bible, when you read it, it reads like this, and it is perfectly evident that the old nature, what the old nature does. It expresses itself in sexual immorality, impurity, and indecency, involvement with the occult, and with drugs. See that? So, mm-hmm. I I would say no to to mm-hmm. psychotropic. Okay,
1: no. Th- thanks for sharing that. The, the I guess the follow question I have is, okay. Many years ago, when I got my wisdom teeth out, I was given like part uh, I guess partial anesthesia, so I was like and the semi. Loopy, conscious state. I was not sober. Um, what do you think about that? Is that like, should I not have gotten that or just kind of endured the pain? I, I'm just trying to be consistent because oh, I was no. certainly not sober. <laughs>
2: so, so medical, okay, so medical interventions for things like pain that are short term to have a procedure. I don't think there's any defense for that being what the scripture is talking about. It's talking about, drunkenness but then it links drunkenness with behavior so even in the verse you cited it's saying you know drunkenness is not for kings it's for people who are bitter it's for people who are you know it had that that translation so this is not saying like oh and by the way grit your teeth bite a bullet uh do a shot and get your wisdom teeth out that that's a stretch. and, yeah, and for I, the record. you know that well,
0: I ate my okay, what, what was it like codeine something like, yeah, I ate those things like Skittles and they they really didn't do anything. I'm like, if these are working, I can't tell. It was miserable for like a week. Um, yeah, I ate, I ate those things like candy and didn't think twice about it. Um, but I also couldn't really. I mean, if they were numbing the pain, I still felt a ton of pain. So, I mean, if they did anything, then I, I guess, you know, I would have hated to not have done that. Um, anyway, also not the same as like, you know tripping in the jungle i just want to make this distinction like it seems like we kind of ebb and flow back and forth to you know what about wine and what about like easygoing things and a little alcohol and then hardcore psychedelics like I, i want to draw like you know people may have different ideas where that line is but there is definitely a distinction between like you know some medical drugs that like kind of numb the pain and like a little bit of wine here and there versus like hardcore things that like you know take you out of your brain
3: Well, what is that, uh, what's that verse Paul has where he says something about, like, if it convicts you, then you know it's wrong? Romans 14, yes,
0: the last part of Romans 14, like, if you, if you, anything you do from faith, like, do that. Like, if you do it from faith, it's not sin. Uh, and again, like, you know, this is context of the Bible, right? So if they're like, oh, I have faith that, you know, killing people is not wrong. Okay, well, the Bible contradicts you and God doesn't, you know, he's not the author of confusion. So if the Bible clearly states something, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. That That's the point. So like, this is like, this is like for the gray area, right? Like where the Bible doesn't speak to, you know, modern scientific things or technological advances in 2023. Like AI, for example, who knows if you're like the creator of that and wonder, you know, you don't have faith that it's not going to end the world and bring about the apocalypse. Um maybe you shouldn't do it and it's a sin to continue. Um so yes, things that the Bible does not clearly address, then it's well, having faith in God working out my salvation with fear and trembling, which by the way, fear and trembling is like biblical speak for error in the side of caution. So it's like, well, look, can I can I do this drug? Is it okay? Am I going to, you know, be in eternal jeopardy? Um, well, the easy answer is err on the side of caution and just don't do it at all. Like, easy, done. You don't have to think about it. Well, I, um, but if you really feel convinced that, you know, you're fine, your conscience is clear before God, then, you know, do it in faith. And if the Bible doesn't call it sin, you're doing it in faith. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, go ahead quickly, CEO. Then I want to yeah. talk to Tracy.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, so that, to me, that speaks to Everett's point about the dentist's office, because I don't know anyone who goes to the dentist's office to sin. I mean, maybe there are people who do that, but
6: I'm not familiar with <laughs>
0: Hey, Tracy, what's up, Tracy?
6: Hi. Um, I just, the the point that you just made pretty much sums up a, a lot of what I was thinking here. But um, because you're making it clear that we're not talking about the things that are black and white, right? Because then at, at that point, feelings don't matter and opinions don't matter. If it, if it says it, that that's what it is. But um, maybe just to add, I think it's important at uh, two points. The first is that, you know, we can't, or we we shouldn't um, read the Bible without the um, influence of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? I feel like lots of these issues that, and I know for the sake of conversation, like we have to, we have to talk about it, but you know, in, in somebody's personal walk, there are many things that like, if they would just check in with the Holy Spirit, they would be guided as opposed to saying, well, the Bible doesn't say it. So X. You know, the Bible doesn't say it, so why? Um, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is amazing because he's the, the the greatest teacher, right? The, the, the convictor, the one who allows us to get revelation and illumination from the word that we read and then also how we apply that word to our lives. I think the second point, if I haven't forgotten it, that I was going to make was that, and I think you touched on this, you know, Christians, unfortunately, we spend a lot of time trying to see how close to the edge can I get without sinning, as opposed to how can I walk in faith, in truth, in love, in purity, in self-control and all the fruits of the spirit at all time without letting, you know, the lust of the flesh pop up. Because I think another area, and I was speaking about this with a, a friend the other day you know, the lusts of the flesh are evident and the Bible goes on to name them. But a lot of these things are indulging in the lust of the flesh. Like, sure, would it be nice to be able to take a substance to like, quote unquote, take the edge off of a difficult day? Yeah. Is that like engaging the lusts of the flesh? I think there's an argument that there is. Um, I'm also, and and this is just my, my personal opinion and I don't, you know, say that this is my biblical opinion, although I know it's based on, you know, what the Holy Spirit has taught me. The He's called the Prince of Peace for a reason. And I truly believe that, you know, through all of our afflictions and the things that happen and like the peace of Jesus Christ is all that we need to get through if we're really encountering the Prince of Peace and everything and the fullness of the power that, that means. So like my, my personal conviction doesn't allow me to drink. And, and I, and I used to, you know, quite, quite a lot, but then I had an encounter with Jesus and then I felt his peace and realized like, Oh, you know, it's actually is available in a real palpable tangible way. Um, so such that I'm not going to turn to substances for peace. I'm going to turn to the creator of peace. Um, those are just the comments that I I wanted to make. Thank you guys for the discussion. Of
3: course.
4: And hey, if we want to get real controversial, um, you know, what's being referred to in a lot of the Pauline epistles is um, the ideas of pagan mystery cults that are surrounding the Christians. And pagan mystery cults would uh, do a couple of things. They would either drink or have a type of uh, hallucinogenic drug as well as they would um, sing for long periods of time to put themselves into an altered state of consciousness. And so he was admonishing people to not be charismatic. (laughs)
3: <laughs> wow. way to, way to, way, to way to make
0: a way to make a baptized level leader, Chris.
1: nice going Chris
0: I'm pretty wait, sure wait. we should take you to the village elders in Stoney for that Chris wait
1: if, if we can go back to Proverbs 21 for a second 31 okay in case anyone's wondering I haven't drank alcohol in like I don't know two years whatever but it seems that he gives the reason why strong drink is not for the kings, because lest they forget the law, because they're in a position where they would influence other people. They have to make decisions, so it would be incongruous for them to drink wine. But for those that are perishing, those that are physically suffering, this is one of the views, physically suffering, uh, afflicted, strong drink should be given to them to ease their pain. So that seems what is implied in the text. I don't think well, it's I mean, discouraging… If it, <clears throat> Well, I mean, if you want to take that
0: literally, do you mean like is perishing like you know having a bad day or something, or like they're they're like in battle and they're dying with a spear like sticking through their skull and they're like, oh, death is imminent. I'm I I have like five minutes left in this world. Great, here, drink all this you want. Peace. Um, I, I mean, if you want, is that how you're reading it? Because like, if someone has like a grief, they're, they're actually dying. Like in the next five minutes, they're gonna be dead. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, ease their pain. Chug. Um. Yeah. But I mean, if it's like. Oh, I'm perishing because you know my job is a drain and my wife is, you know, grumbly and you know I'm slowly perishing. Okay, well get drunk for the next 20 years and I'm the pain. I don't think no, you can I, make that case.
1: I, I hear you say, but it mentions perishing and, and, and bitterness or pain. Bitterness can be understood as is pain. Um so what kind of pain? Physical, emotional pain? I I, I you know. One of the commentaries seemed to this think it's referring to I think James Fawcett and Brown. Seems that it's appropriate to give wine to people that are suffering. I'm not saying that's necessarily correct. I'm just it's not like a, a bizarre thing that I'm suggesting. <laughs> some other theologians have never thought uh, of this. It's just,
7: uh, go on. If we look if we look medicinally at, at this whole thing that was just being discussed, uh, one glass of wine with a, with a meal actually keeps the blood clean. That's what it's for. Now, to drink the whole bottle, now now we're getting into excess. And the Bible says don't do anything in excess. Uh, As far as, because back in the day, I'm just going to be real. When I was DJing, my drink of of choice was uh, Remy Martin. That's cognac. A double shot of that. With an ice water chaser, I had about two or two uh, three or three at the most
3: of of that
7: over the five hour period that I I was DJing.
3: You know, Apostle, you disappointed me. I thought you were gonna say Mad Dog.
7: Yeah, I no no rock gut please. <laughs> no Mad Dog, no Silverside, no Cisco,
0: none of that. What I was, I was very, is
7: okay. was nah.
0: okay. We're just gonna run yeah. an Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous room today, so all right. How, how long's it been?
7: No, no. But oh. see, I, but back then, you know, I didn't know. Now I did use. I will get uh, make a hot toddy if somebody has a if I have a real severe cold. But that's the only time you ever see me put some alcohol in my system, and then I do it for the purpose of anything I'm under the covers, sweating it out. A couple days later, you see me again, back to my normal routine. But uh, as far as just to drink, just to drink, oh, no. Oh, no. Because the Bible is very clear. Strong drink to them that are perishing. Actually, it was also used as the, a way of pouring uh if we look at the Good Samaritan, I think they poured wine and oil on the wounds on uh, on the wounded man, and then he took him to the a uh, place where he could lodge. But wine is wine, alcohol is it's generally supposed to be used in killing pain, cleansing, uh, cleansing wounds. That's that's what is actually supposed to be used for.
0: Or a wedding celebration, let's not forget. Otherwise, oh, yeah. someone tell someone Jesus. But I mean, you know, Edwin, you also, you know, take the whole scripture. So, you know, take your Proverbs 31, whatever, and balance that with the other Proverbs that talks about how wine is a mocker. Um, so,
1: I agree. Take the I'm going, Ian, sorry.
0: Go on. Yeah, just take the totality of scriptures, and, you know, it seems like uh, we'll all be led on a pretty similar conclusion. Um, unless just someone has a need for something. But uh, again, whenever you, whenever you brought it up again, you know, to make the case for give, give someone who's perishing wine, I think we could all say, you know, that's probably fine. But if you want to say give them a few bottles, then we'd say, well, let's do you see, see the difference that's happening? It's like if the Bible says, you know, give someone a little wine, sure, give them a little wine. That's fine. But um, then if you draw the conclusion from a little wine to, you know, drink, you know, get blackout drunk, that's a problem. So it's, anyway, I'm just going to call these things like, that happen like baptized leaps. Like every time I spot them. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's jumping to a conclusion. I'm not saying that you're doing that, but, you know, just for someone that would use that scripture to justify, you know, drinking an obscene amount, it's like, well, great. But now you're taking the scripture oh, oh, and doing something. It,
1: well, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and that's why I said, now, I, I know you're. Yeah, okay, that, I'm sorry, that's sorry. why I
0: said, I know that you're not saying that, because oh, okay. that's why I just said that. Okay, us
1: my, my apologies. I <laughs> I invited uh ra what's his name Rabbi Rav into the room. I'm just curious what his thoughts were on that the uh, practice of in the Jewish when they had funerals to pass around wine. Again, it seems that they were to drink it to a point where it would dull their their feelings. I don't know. I don't know. I, I again I don't drink But what it's <laughs> worth. It's not like I'm want to justify my drunkness. I haven't drank anything in a long time, couple years. I'm just just curious. I'm just curious what actually. How does that apply in life? If somebody's like very down, they had, let's say, went through a breakup, they lost a loved one, they're suffering a lot. How much is, how much is too much? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, just asking a question. I'm really not sure. But I understand those passages in the New Testament. I'm familiar with them. Uh, wine is a mocker, it lowers your inhibitions. You're more likely to forget the love of God and say things you shouldn't. I, I, I'm aware of those texts. So just trying to like harmonize them together. That's it. I appreciate the input. I do. Sure.
0: Any more uh, thoughts from you, Tracy? Perhaps not. Steph, you've had some fire memes over the last uh, few days. Congratulations. Okay, fine. I take it back. I didn't really mean it.
4: Jeez, you're having a rough time there, Nate.
0: I know, right? Trying to do something nice for someone.
4: Oh, yeah, should I should I um, post my article in the chat that talks about uh, glossolalia and mystery cults in Corinth?
0: I mean, if you want, I I can't be funny. To I'm just I'm to just trolling right now. Just trying to be funny. I can't. Um, let's see. Hey, Felix, what's up?
5: Hey guys, I'm just listening to the conversation. I was <clears throat> I was writing in the chat, you know, I had Nike last month. It was a joke. But yeah, Nike has 10% alcohol. So I did I did drink alcohol last month. That's <laughs> like
0: one of but, Chris's IPAs.
5: But listen though, for real, for real though, um, there's something to think about. In Bible times, there was no way of keeping, you know, anything from fermenting, really. So so everything they drank had some level of fermentation already you know what i'm saying i mean what a time what, to be
0: alive just getting yeah. going.
5: <laughs> if you read what paul writes to the corinthians when they're taking communion and they're abusing taking you know, abusing the communion there were people that were getting ahead of others and some of them were overeating and some of them were over drinking and he tells them you guys want to drink and get drunk and all that go you get you drink at your house so that's that's an indication that the wine they were using at communion was fermented wine. Would you say?
0: Yeah, I have no reason to think it was grape juice and insulting crackers.
5: <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but by me saying this, I'm, I'm by no way advocating, uh, you know, drinking to the extent that they drank. But but if you know, if somebody would if, if you want to take technically, technique, I say that, you know, the, the sin is not necessarily drinking a fermented beverage, but the sin is when you, like they've been saying, in excess and you reach the point of, you know, non-sobriety. Let's just say it that way. I think that's where you get in trouble most But I, I do believe in abstinence, though, because, you know, it could easily lead to, you know, one drop at a time leading to a drunken state. That's where you don't, That's really where you don't want to go.
0: You know, in uh, medieval times, fun fact, that um, the reason they they had ale like everywhere was because they had such a hard time keeping water fresh and pure that they just made ale and they drank that as their primary beverage uh, because it helped with, you know, uh, not getting sick uh, because the alcohol is able to kill the, uh, you know, whatever was floating around in it.
4: Liquids, liquid bread.
0: <laughs> yes, Steph, I was congratulating you on your uh, memes this weekend. Let's see. Well, Rich think, says, yeah. Victoria says, God is in control. Um, Rich says, thank God for cancer then. Rich, we even thank God for you. Even though we do not understand, we still think you have a purpose and thank God for you, Rich.
4: So,
2: Do we clarify also that cancer? God is not the... Uh you know the cancer is a result of the world's brokenness or do we just let that go
4: we're just gonna let it go all right cool we can say god is not the author of evil nor does he do violence to the will of the creature but nobody ever listens
0: wow that sounds like was it winnie the pooh that had like eeyore that was always like the depressed donkey was that right it's like, oh Yeah, yeah, yeah that's,
4: that's, what, one. That's, how, that's
0: what Chris reminded me of just now. Like, nobody ever listens.
4: <laughs> Everybody, Everybody <is> that <laughs> thinks that God's the author of evil. No one ever listens to the Westminster Confession, Chapter 3. Hey, Diane, welcome. Hi. How are you?
8: I'm okay. How are you guys?
0: Uh, Good. What's on your mind?
8: Nothing. I just wanted to come join, and um, I know Evan, and I just uh, wanted to come and join. So, hey, Diane. Hi. Well, Hi sure guys. Will. Thank you. Hey,
7: hey Pastor Mark. Well, Welcome, Diane. Welcome, Pastor.
8: Thank you, guys.
7: I'll be ordering the book by uh, today, Chris, after I get out of class. Oh,
4: fun. Yeah, um, just a plug on Wednesday night, Pastor Mark um, is going to be leading us in Living by the Book by Howard G. Hendricks. Uh, this is the second in 12 sessions intended to take us through the book's material. Uh, Steph and I are still have. Um, A couple of scholarships available for people to purchase the material um hit us up in the back channel and it'll be a really good class
0: oh wow you guys are paying for people to buy books
4: um yeah like one specific book not just any book
0: i know not not the
4: free book mobile i don't know i get
0: that i was just gonna say wow that is that is very kind of you people
8: I say something really quickly? Yes, sure. Okay. Um, every day, every, I, I work in the gratitude room. Um, I'm, I'm a moderator in there and, uh, every day I, um, I just wanted to say every day that I, uh, f- for the last two years I've been on this app. Um, I started, and I didn't do this before I came on this app, but, um, the last two years I started um giving gratitude for um things in my life um and um I didn't do that before I came on this app I didn't even it didn't even fathom to me to do to do that and um you know um and uh it it's helped out a lot to um to sit back and, um, uh, think about the things, the things that I have and, uh, give thanks to, to the things that I have in in my life. And, um, you know, I, I never sat down and thought about that. And, um, it, it, it helps, you know, I just wanted to share that with everybody. So, um, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you.
1: Thanks for sharing. Yeah, Diane, thank you for sharing that, Diane. And uh, I was just thinking about um, they've actually shown – I know it's biblical, obviously, to give thanks to God for what we have to thank, uh, you know, for all the the blessings we experience. But they've done, like, studies and how gratitude is actually good for your physical heart, Uh, the feelings of gratitude, uh, feelings of love. There's actually uh, health benefits to it. It's interesting. So it's not just, you know – I think God's designed us in a way, not that He, we know we, we owe him gratitude and he's pleased with that when we give him glory for what, what he's done, but it also benefits our bodies, which I think is interesting, even our physical heart, uh, physical being. So thanks for sharing that, Diane. Absol-
8: absolutely, absolutely. I, I, um, yeah, I wanted to share that with everybody, you know, just not just reading the Bible, but also, per, you know, giving just, you know, giving, giving thanks to everybody everything that you have in in your life and and the people and the things and yeah i just wanted to share that so thank you
0: so giving thanks to god for everything he's giving you yes
8: Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely i even and and i'll be honest with you I even give thanks to the things that have went wrong in my life because it's made me a stronger person. I've given I've given thanks to the good and the bad because without the bad, um, it's not it. It's because with 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 the bad, it's made me a stronger person. Um, so I've also given thanks to the bad, um, you know um, it's, it's made me a stronger person and it's also taught me a lot of things. So, um, I've given, I've given thanks to the good and the bad. So with that, I'm going to yield the mic. Thank you.
0: Who would like to pick up the mic?
7: yeah in um, all wonderful. things good, I... thanks unto the lord for this is the will of god for you <laughs> if you want to get, if you know you want going to know if you're in the will of the lord start giving god some thanks you no know, maybe i'll start, i'll preach a whole sermon on this i'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> but yeah i'll take it from
1: yeah about about giving thanks to god that's a good obviously a good attitude diane to giving thanks to god for the bad things that's something that i can struggle with i think many people can it's Because we naturally have an aversion to pain and suffering. Um, But interesting, you know, Jesus was characterized, he was the man of sorrows. Um, He was acquainted with grief. I think in the context, is dealing with his atonement. But even throughout his life, he experienced, he wasn't referred to as a man of joy. But man of sorrows, you know, and he's grieving over the the sin of the world and so forth. But I, I think there's something to be said when God uses suffering in our life to make us more like Christ. Uh, pain and suffering. I think it impacts our souls in a way, um, a very powerful way. It gets our attention, and I think it is used to conform us to the uh, image of Christ in a way that just reading the Bible and fellowship, uh, other things don't. It's just an unpleasant way. It's an unpleasant teacher. But when pain is your teacher, it's it's hard to sleep in class, as I like to say. So, but thanks for sharing that, Diane. Appreciate it.
2: When pain or hardship are your teacher, it's hard to sleep in class. I really like that. I've never heard that.
1: Yeah, I made it up a long ago, but yeah.
2: I'm going to steal it.
1: (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what pain does. That's, I think, why God uses it so often in the lives of, you know, um, Christians is because it commands our attention. Like, you can go through an experience, but if there's no pain involved... It, 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 you can miss things at times, but when you're pain, when you have pain in your body, for example, when you're leaning on a hot stove, right? Uh, pain will signal to your brain you're on a hot stove. It gets your attention. So, and I think when we're suffering, chronically suffering, it just gets our attention and we start thinking about the frailty. <laughs>
0: My cat put its paw on a hot stove this morning. It learned.
4: <laughs> Unlike Bob, I don't know how many times Bob puts his paw on a hot stove and continually doesn't learn. What does that say about Bob?
0: It says Proverbs says a lot about Bob, but I want to be nice to Bob. So love, Proverbs is the, love the book he should read. Just we, we tolerate.
4: We pray for sure. reading comprehension to come to Bob.
0: Hey, G, what's up?
9: Hi. Um I wanted to ask a an unrelated question as usual. Um <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember I was asking sorry for the noise. I was asking about um my friend who had like this Jesus doll. So yesterday um she told me that she speaks to Jesus through her dolls and I was just wondering is is that idolatry or like do I just just ignore it?
0: I mean, I would—I usually don't like to, you know, make claims, but in this case, I would claim, uh, no, you don't speak to Jesus through your dolls, and that's really messed up. You should reevaluate your life. And then if she listened, great. If not, I would probably not have a whole lot to do with her because it's not just that, you know, she thinks some, like, weird stuff. It's like—that's crazy. Like, that, that, that like, transcends, like, religion and theology. Like, just, like, someone that does that, like, in their day-to-day, like, you know, thinks they can, like, communicate to things through dolls. Like, even a good secular humanist would be like, that's weird, bro.
4: That is my answer. I I think Michael's answer would be that she needs to be referred to a good clinician immediately, if not whatever the British version of Baker Act is.
9: (laughs) Oh, gosh. um, Um, She does, she suffers with mental issues, so... That's why I wasn't sure. If, yeah, I should um, say there we anything. Go. But, um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, my, ma- my mind just went blank. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say.
2: That never happens to me. Ever. Ha <laughs>
4: Just
9: Talking kidding. to dolls. You're a mother, so I know you have this TV. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. No, being in the middle of a sentence, being so committed to the sentence, and then having it completely <laughs> vanish from your brain—that never, ever, ever, ever happens to me. Ever.
4: <laughs> That's called baby brain.
8: My wife Correct. gets it.
9: Yeah, literally. That's why. But I remember now. Um, <laughs> she was because she was telling me before that these dolls give her comfort. So I don't really know if I'm being um insensitive if i say anything because i don't i don't have those issues like i don't have i don't find comfort in dolls so i don't really understand
2: i can Um, uh, as somebody with also a mental health diagnosis okay i have a pretty severe panic disorder uh with a touch of ocd so it never ever 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 helps you when other people enable you if I'm feeling like, and my main thing is I avoid things. So I might avoid, like, I don't want to go to that dinner to party because I'm afraid I'm going to have a panic attack there. And so then I'm going to avoid it. Right. That's, that's sort of how it looks for me. So then if my husband is like, oh yeah, that's so scary. That makes perfect sense. Let's not go. You might die there. It's going to be terrible. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the, the enabling when, when somebody encourages the irrational thinking, uh, it's not good. So I don't think you need to go and like crush her reality, but I think you should firmly not enable whatever it is that's making her think that. Does that make
9: sense? Yes, it does actually. Thank you. Um because even the other sorry. Can
8: I ask a question? What kind of oh, mental wait, wait. Oh, sorry, issue ahead. does she what kind of mental issue does she have? I mean, she doesn't have like a learning disability, does she?
9: Um I'm I'm not really sure like how it works, but she has ADHD And she said that she may have autism, but she hasn't had a diagnosis for autism, so... Okay. So she's kind of self-diagnosing.
2: That could be why... I would not enable any of that.
8: That could be one reason why she uses dolls, is because of the ADHD and the autism. That could be why.
9: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, I think
0: oh, that's what got Gia resident, is
9: saying. Oh, yeah, Michael.
0: resident social worker.
2: I think that's cool. what she is saying is that she sees that this could be a product of um, mental, uh, you know, some sort of disorder. But, A, she does. I mean, it, that's not a symptom of ADHD or uh, maybe autism a little bit. But that's not really a symptom of either of those things um, to personify and rely on dolls. Uh, But also, either way, I don't think you should encourage and enable, especially when it comes to her faith. Like, if she's a Christian and this has become a core part of her belief, uh, probably don't encourage. I,
8: I have a child that I have a child that is has a lot of mental issues uh, and and also is mentally challenged and has ADHD, schizophrenia, bipolar severe depression and severe, severe behavior disorder. And, um, I've also been around autistic children. And, um, so, um, that's why I say what I say when I said that. So, um, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying that, you know, um, I know somebody that does that that plays with dolls at the age of 35. So, and she's autistic. So that's why I say that.
0: Well, so. I think there's also two, two things like, you know, there's playing with dolls. I mean, if she likes dolls, fine, buy her a doll for Christmas. But if she's like, I talk to Jesus, through my dolls. You're like, okay, well let's, let's take a step back just a little bit. So, I mean, there is, there are yeah. two, you know, two different things. So, you know, if she finds yeah. comfort in a doll, great. I mean, I may suggest like, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a hamster or something, but, um, yeah, it's. I think it's the talking to Jesus through the dolls thing that's a little. By the way, Steph, is that why you avoid this room sometimes? Um, I will not. I will not participate in your. You know, whatever you said, don't participate in. I will. <laughs> I will call you out on that and say you must show. Uh, show up, no. uh, Michael. Welcome. I have recently
2: recovered from a panic disorder, so I don't avoid things now. But they're not easy. So uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. But it's not. It's not easy for me to go to the grocery store. But you would, if you lived with me, you would never know that. So. To well, to question,
4: no. You just described my perfect nightmare. Um, oh, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, having to live with stuff. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, no, Michael, had you, have you heard enough of what Gia was talking about? Because I really, really, really would like the mental health professional. I think way. we've talked
0: about this with him before. Last time Gia brought this up, I, I think. But if not, let's let's get a first take. Yeah, Michael, have you heard enough?
10: Um, I've I heard a bit. I mean so it's not so people who are on the spectrum uh so it all depends on what their um on what their operational percentile is which which is a fancy way of saying what their mental age is um so you you, you can have the, the the spectrum is broad so you can be very high functioning you know someone who has you know so perhaps like uh, aspergers for example uh, can be incredibly high functioning and yet still, you know, live with autism. And then you can have people who are, you know, inaudible that, you know, don't have the capacity to operate much more above the age of, you know, two or three, even though biologically they're adults. So uh, if it, it sounds like, um, from from what I've heard, or at least my hope would be, with the with the plethora of issues that this individual has going on, And it, it, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, conditions were tossed out there. So it sounds like they've gone through a diagnostic process.
1: Uh,
2: They haven't. I was just going to say that she doesn't have a diagnosis of autism.
10: Oh. Um, Well, then. Oh, okay. So is there because there was also bipolar and and, uh, a mood disorder was also mentioned? Two
2: separate things. Gia, uh,
9: re-tell. So um, she has ADHD. She's definitely got adhd but um she's she doesn't have a diagnosis of autism she just said that she thinks she's autistic
10: okay um so so she is under the care of a mental health care professional like to obviously get a diagnosis
4: we're leaving out the most important part to tell michael that she speaks to
9: her dolls
4: well, that Jesus is speaking to her oh, through her yeah. dolls. Yeah.
9: Uh, oh yeah. Yeah.
10: Okay. I mean, so she told me
9: she. Sorry.
10: Okay. Go ahead.
9: Thanks. Um, I was just gonna say she told me that she speaks to Jesus through them, but I've never like she never said that he communicates to her through them. But it it would make um, okay. sense if. Yeah. And the
10: yeah, only
2: so diagnosis thus far is ADHD. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
10: Okay. So yeah. So um all right. So um so so you're and this is this is your daughter, sorry?
9: No, um my friend.
10: Your friend. And how old is this child?
9: My friend is twenty eight.
10: <laughs> okay. Oh, oh oh so oh yeah. so she's an adult. Okay. Yeah,
9: yeah.
10: Okay. Uh all right. Um, all right. So, and who is she, she? I'm assuming with these types of mental health challenges, she doesn't live independently?
9: No, she lives with her parents. Um, okay. she's actually not on her. She, well, from what she told me, she doesn't like taking her. Well, I don't know if there are meds with ADHD. I'm not quite sure what meds she's speaking about, but if she is. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my tongue pouring water over <laughs>
2: Oh gosh! Uh, sorry, that never happens to um, me. It's okay.
10: <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. Yeah. So there definitely be, be are. Honest. Yeah. So there definitely are medications for ADHD, um, and and for every other type of um, disorder that's kind of been mentioned. Um, but diagnosis here is is really really important because the you know to say you know I you know I think the person might be autistic. Uh, there there are there are spectrum tests you know to be done. And, you know, and it's, it's not unusual. Um, autism does, you know, have, have comorbidity with, with a lot of other potential mental health disorders. So, so there could be a whole kind of, there there could be a whole bag of toys we're playing with here. So um, not taking medications, uh, especially when prescribed can be incredibly problematic, uh, especially if it was something like, um, a mood stabilizer, something like that, Seracol, for example. Um, so you you definitely want to have a diagnosis there. Now, if she's twenty eight uh, and she's living with her, so are her? Is she is she still a, a ward of her parents? Like, is she acting autonomously, or do they pretty much take care of her?
9: She can, well, she can take care of herself. Um, I'm not, well. From what I can see anyway, you know, she's been able to work and do all these things.
10: Okay. Um, okay.
9: I'm a, yeah.
10: Yeah. So, I mean, so step one, um, are you uh, from your, are, are you in Great Britain? Yes. Okay. All right. So the NHS is great there. All right. So what you want to do is um, basically get a referral from, a, from the family practitioner to you know, to a mental health care, uh, professional and, and start that process. Um, and that this either has to be done through her and if, or if she doesn't have the capacity to do it, you know, then her her parents have to take, you know, kind of the proverbial by the horns and make sure that it gets done because there's, there's a lot of stuff now. Um, the talking to dolls and stuff like that, that falls a little outside, um, my wheelhouse um, 've I've read some stuff about it and I've spoken to colleagues that, that deal with this kind of stuff. It's a little outside um, for me so I, w- I wouldn't want to comment too much on it, but I know that um, there can be so if there's if there's an outside chance. So sometimes people with um, a per- with personality disorders like BPD for example, um, they can, um, or dissociative personality disorders, you can sometimes um, because of traumatic events, uh, think that other you know think that you're talking to other people or that other you know other inanimate objects are actually sentient beings. Um, and but you said that there's also, if I heard correctly, you think schizophrenia might be involved because if schizophrenia is involved, then yeah that's that's completely. I think uh, that was the other person. person. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Pardon me. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would say step one uh, through NHS, talk to the family practitioner and, and get the uh, get the diagnostic process underway.
0: But as it's, far it's, as uh, theologically speaking, yes, you're not talking to Jesus through dolls. Sorry. Uh, talk to Jesus. Um, read the Bible. Uh, but Real quick, I noticed uh, Chrisom has been up here for a while. I think they had a question too. We can return to this. I just wanted to give them a chance to speak. What's up, Chris? Chisholm,
11: Chisholm, Chisholm. Yeah, hello, hello, good afternoon, everyone. Hello. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking is the topic is about um, Christians and hearing from God, right? Or is it about mental health? Because uh, all of a sudden I started hearing about mental health issues. So I just want to talk uh, about It's
0: whatever you, talk about. Whatever you want.
11: Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, it's not, it's not a question actually, but I, all I want to say is that um, hearing from God is not like something. Maybe you you wait. It mustn't be something you wait and you have to directly hear from God. Maybe a loud voice or something like that. We can hear from God if you do, if you want to hear from God. Like you want, you can do it every day. Like it can be a habit by actually looking into the scriptures and studying. That's how. You get better. You hear from God much more. So uh, I, I don't believe in like hearing from God, and you are trying to like um, sit somewhere in a quiet place, and you just want to hear. Like when, when it doesn't come, like you feel like you are you are this power as a Christian. But no, no, yeah, that's just what I want. To, uh. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, carry on.
10: Uh, I just Michael, wanted to, or, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to jump in quickly and say that. Um, so, I'm a social worker. I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, so, what I typically deal with, you know, is it, I deal with people after they've had a professional diagnosis. Um, you know, in my experience, I can kind of, you know, kind of point and say, you know, this looks an awful lot like this. Uh, but I, but I am not a psychiatrist. So definitely get a proper diagnosis and take the advice of those mental health care professionals
9: thank you
2: but then yes i think that's all very good advice but then also you're not her parent you're her friend too right so it may not be in your power to do this it may be good to encourage her if you have a relationship with her parents to say something but i wouldn't I, I feel like I'm getting to know your personality, Gia, and that sounds like something you would take on. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, it's it's not your responsibility to do all of this for her. But as a Christian, as a sister, as a friend, um, be be kind to her and be supportive. Don't maybe don't enable it. Uh, give her resources. But yeah, I, I don't know if you need to take on her mental care either.
9: Yeah, that's the thing because at times. It's kind of overwhelming. Like she will kind of, kind of like heap a lot of things onto me, and I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I can do, but I want to help you. So, yeah.
0: Jia, do you have anyone who you would consider? Gee, I don't know the right word. Um, an average person. Like I, I know you do have some oh some gosh. interesting interesting stories. Like you know this this friend. Um, your your what ex boyfriend or his. Like him, his mother-in-law, like oh. these, these people that are always like weird, kind of eccentrical. <laughs> like it seems like there's a lot of people who are off the beaten path in your life. Do you have anyone who you would say is average?
9: Yes, my well, my church family. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bring her to your church? No, she doesn't. Well, actually, she came yesterday, but she goes to a different church oh yeah and your church did you find a normal church yes I actually yeah I think I left that church before I even joined clubhouse oh okay I was just speaking about I guess my my past experience Uh, Rich what was your question
2: he's asking if God created Adam and Eve then why do humans have shared genetic information with all living things
0: Why would that matter? Like, we're still like biological life. So, I mean, maybe there's more than one way to do it. But if we're all the same way, then why would that be a mystery? It's like if he made us, uh, you know, sort of like, uh, I don't know, out of rocks. And then there's like other, other rocks around. It's like, oh, well, if God made you, then why do you share these same commonalities with rocks? Well, because we're still rocks. If you want to make a rock, that's how you make a rock. If you want to make biological life, that's how you make biological life. So I mean, you're using the same materials and squishy stuff. So whether it comes from, you know, God handcrafting you from the dust of the earth and you know from a rib of another person, or if you know you're a squishy frog person, if you're biological life, you're still biological life. That's that's what biological life looks like. I don't see Don't we
4: as- have eighty percent the same DNA as a banana?
10: I thought it was ninety something.
4: Yeah, pretty sure it's pretty, pretty pretty high.
10: Yeah you know, there's also there's an interesting um chapter in uh, the God Delusion by Richard Dawkins um called Dogs Cows and Cabbages and how much uh, genetic information we share with with all those different uh things too. So it's uh, it it's it's certainly something I I scratch my head about. Of course I you know I fall on the other side of it. But I mean yeah, if you if you start from maybe start from's not exactly fair, but if you If you allow for, or have the viewpoint of a creator, then creation is child's play. Boom. Sounded like someone
0: was gonna say something?
2: I said, boom,
0: mic drop. Oh, oh.
2: Yeah, that's a satisfying answer for me. I mean, in the chat, uh, Pastor Mark also said same designer. Right, and what Nate said about everything that has squishy stuff in it is going to have squishy stuff. I think what he's, I think what he's asking is, because he reword, you know, he posted it again, and he said genetics and co- and common ancestry show that we have common ancestors with all life. So I think he's specifically talking about people and dogs and uh, cabbages crawling out of a pond scum, um, which is sort of contested right we we don't have scientific consensus on that as far as I understand it Uh, but we do share lots of genetic information and as as Michael said as Nate said two different ways that's not necessarily a problem for the Christian worldview so I guess I don't know what the answer would be that would satisfy him
10: yeah I mean I I mean I as you know as charitably as possible yeah from the Christian worldview it's child's play Uh, from from my worldview I just shake my head and say no sorry um, I mean, we there, there actually is a really, really large amount of evidence for universal common ancestry, um, and it's it's sometimes it's sometimes kind of misspoken, right? Like people say the tree of life, but it's not really like a tree. It's more like um, it's more like a bush, right? Where where the you know where the the, the branches start to go off very close to the ground instead of a tree where it goes a long time and then branches off. Um, you know, like a a bush has. You know, a hundred times more branches than a tree does, and so that's that's more of the way. Um, it's useful. It's useful to look at. Um, again, from from my perspective, the, the the problem. One of the problems that I see is is, is that if you so there's a um, there's a famous quote that gets sometimes uh, quote mined by creationists, um, and it was uh, I forget who said it, but it was a it was a biologist who said, um, basically to paraphrase it. That, you know, when we're talking about science, we can't allow a divine foot in the door. Um, and the way the way some very bad faith actors from the creation standpoint have taken this is they say, look, look, they won't even allow for the possibility of a god. You know, if you read more into that chapter, and again, I forget the book. I, um, I'm going to kick myself because I can't remember the, the book. But anyway, if, if you read further on in that book what that scientist is talking about is when you when you go into the lab and you put your lab coat on you have to rely on empirical measures because if you allow that quote unquote divine foot in the door then you then you are then it follows that well if there's a creator then anything can happen but from an empirical from an empirical perspective when you put that lab coat on and you walk in there then then you you can't allow for that kind of thing it ha- there has to be something demonstrable there has to be you know observation and and testability right and and there are lots of there are lots of christians who walk that who walk that line perfectly fine francis collins is a good example francis collins you know the head of the human genome project and i think he's still the head of the head of the national institutes of health in the united states and yet he's a christian you know he 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 fully believes in god He, he just he happens to be a more of a theistic evolutionist he just thinks evolution is a tool um that that god used uh, to make it there, so so they're they're not mutually exclusive.
2: Exactly, uh, yeah, that's a really good example of that. And Rich, I would also send you to um, you, maybe you're already familiar with Hugh Ross and his crew, and they look at the actual uh, wording in Genesis and the order of creation, and uh, they defend whether uh, it needs to be. And I don't think there's an answer for this, right? Maybe like I'm an old Earth creationist. That's what makes most sense to me. Um, if we see evidence in science that's really compelling that evolution occurred then our next job as a Christian is to say, well, science is the discovery of how God did it. So if we see evidence for this, then we need to rethink uh, what we understand the Bible to say. Now, if we see something in science that directly contradicts the Bible, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to have a hard time where I like, well, I choose the Bible and then I need to handle this cognitive dissonance. But fortunately, so far, that hasn't happened. For example, Hugh Ross and his crew over at, uh, what is it, got question, reasons to believe, reasons to believe.org. And so they have an entire team of scientists and historians and archaeologists and all this that look at, if we look at the creation account and we look at the word used for day, you know, uh, we we can see that there's allowance for these various things to happen, like common ancestry. What we can't let go of is the idea, the genetic line between Adam and Christ, right? But evolution doesn't speak to that anyway. So we can see in the order of creation that we might not understand fully how God did it yet. So it's unwise for the Christian to marry any one way or the other because the Bible doesn't take a firm stance, according to Hugh Ross. So I've heard good arguments against that, but that's where I fall. I would direct you over to him to get that question more fully answered.
4: Yeah, or we could just not give a rip at all.
0: I want to hear Chris talk about Bob's throne of lies.
4: I know. Well, well yeah, so that's waiting my for next somebody thing. somebody catch the joke. Can Jeez. we get Bob
2: up here,
1: please?
10: No. Hey guys, i got to jump into a couple of meetings. I'll try to come back.
1: Bye, Michael. Exactly. All right, Michael. take care. <laughs> take care, Mike.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that like a
1: Class moral atheist lie
0: he just told us so he could get out?
1: Those Canadians.
4: Yeah, I would preface caution with Hugh Ross as well, but I was um, the whole the whole thing doesn't matter to me.
2: I can see why it doesn't matter, but for someone who does, Hugh Ross has a much larger team than he used to, right? So when he first had uh, was you know rising to in fame and getting attention, he was uh, sort of translating and stepping out of his. Wheelhouse, as Michael would say, and trying to translate. Well, he has a a much larger and much more well rounded team now. So, yeah, maybe don't look up Hugh Ross from 15 years ago, but you can find reliable information from his team.
4: Yeah, same thing with the answers in Genesis, folks. It's just one of those things that, like, we are given divine direct revelation from God. That is our only source of objective truth. Everything else is a matter of evidence and interpretation. The entire scientific community 100 years ago believed in the luminiferous ether. And you were thrown out of polite society and considered a fundamentalist crazy person if you did not believe in the luminiferous ether. Turns out none of it was true. So I have very, very, very low bar for anything that science is going to claim is objective truth.
2: Right, because what science is doing is uncovering what God did, right? So at the point where they were using bloodletting, that's the extent of what they understand that God did. And then as they understood more about what God did, they were like, oh, wow, leeches are super bad. Bloodletting is super bad. Maybe we don't use witchcraft to heal people, right? So, But the uh, the Dark Ages physicians who had spent lifetime studying this would have sworn by the reliability of that science. So there is something to
0: consider. You're you're saying I should throw away my box of leeches?
2: Yeah, probably not.
0: Oh, okay. I, I mean, Steph, if you want to talk to Bob, I mean, if no one else has anything to say, you know,
4: I mean, seriously, you know, really? not me. I, I got all kinds of things Chris, to say. Know.
0: Well, say it. No,
4: I don't <laughs> want to talk to Bob.
0: Well, you said you had all kinds of things to say. Say all kinds of things.
4: I mean, I could come up with 800 top. We could talk about the mystery religions. That's fun. Um, <laughs> Steph says I'm evil. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the oh, Bob. I don't believe in flat earth. Who told you I believe in flat earth? Oh, uh, that's probably me. Oh, okay. Just kidding. That's I fair. Because <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be funny. If you, <laughs> they, if you convinced a whole bunch of people that I was a huge flat earther and like, they would be like,
6: what
0: challenge really? accepted you and Steph, Let's just like make, yeah, like, me like, and stuff.
6: You should oh, have done that handle. for sure April to help for... Me,
0: like. Help me talk trash about you and be like, do you know what Chris really believes? This is what he says the real Calvinism teaches. And just to say just like insane things.
1: So It's the so sixth Chris, point. how long have you been a flat earther, man? How long have you been a flat earther, <laughs> Chris? I can't believe this. This is weird.
4: How long have you... Uh, when did you stop beating your wife? Um, <laughs> What's
12: up, Fury? <laughs> What's up, man? Good morning. What's how, on your mind today? How's
4: things in the flat Earth
12: society, Fury? Oh, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. And it's the the new angle isn't the flat earth by the way for those people it's a it's a it's a um what a curved earth is is how they're interpreting curved
4: it. earth <laughs> they just gotta get it all the
12: there, way around. There's a guy who's on curve. YouTube who literally spent like you know a hundred thousand dollars in test equipment to like try to oh. demystify the curvature of the earth and he's like they they held their experiments, they're like. Huh, that's weird. It's not working, right? Cuz it was showing the curvature of the earth. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and his immediate hypothesis was Yeah, so they're like, okay, I it's not flat, it's slightly curved. curved.
12: Yeah, yeah. We're, we live <laughs> on a turtle shell again. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we live on the on the back of um what's that? What's that animal?
0: The giant titan, right?
4: Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's like the Greek the Greek turtle shell like Fury's talking about. It's fantastic.
12: Yeah. uh, I did want to give you guys a little bit of sciencey info that I've, that was recently figured out, I think from some university in New Zealand did it. I can't recall the study, but anyway, they validated that every, you can trace every, um, uh, geez, what's the male chromosome Y or X, I forget. Anyway, you can trace all of those back to a single ancestor. Which a lot of people will just say, duh. But it also means you can't trace it back to multiple male ancestors. So that's kind of interesting. Hey, so. And they call it the true. Adam. They call it the Adam. It's, they literally put the word Adam somewhere in their, their research.
4: <laughs> Could be the lion that goes,
5: gah.
4: <laughs> Steph, you've got to watch that video and come back, please. Cause we got to talk about the lion who goes,
0: the lion is funny. It kind of reminds me of my cat. Like the thing is getting so, can we call fat animals fat? It's so obese now, uh, not the dying one. It's like they've traded. Like if you took the, the obesity away from one cat and gave it to the other cat, they would both be the size of normal cats. Anyway, this large cat, um, it was trying to crawl up on a counter, and it's so large that his chubby little legs couldn't support it. And it like kind of slid across it, kind of glided across the counter. I'm like, oh, cat, <laughs> you amuse me. That's all I got. Then it started licking his butt, and I'm like, all right, I'm out. Hey Tippy, hey River, hey Sir, and Stephanie.
12: Did you have a good Easter there, Nate?
8: Good morning. I did
12: have a
0: good Easter. Hey, good morning. How are you?
8: I'm good. How are you?
0: Uh, good. Trying to get a conversation uh, before we have to have to invite Bob up.
12: <laughs> well, I was hoping for that one. Oh.
4: Ha, <laughs> Oh, if we make it Bob versus Fury, I would stay for that. No. That would be great. That would be what fun. Is, what does Bob believe, don't by the that. way? That's... Oh,
0: well, well, it'll be a surprise. On, No, <laughs> no let make, make it don't. a surprise. A surprise. Fury. Okay, so before okay. we do this, I've, I've got about I've got about twenty minutes before I have to run, so that's I I so will hap- I will happily play Fortnite and and watch this train wreck unfold. Oh, um, no. Does anyone have a serious question or thing to say before this madness ensues? Three, two. All right, great, wonderful. You're forcing our hand. Okay, so uh, Fury, have you never met Bob? Yeah. You never met Bob, Fury?
12: Uh, No, (laughs) not. I've seen him around, but not.
0: Okay, well, well, let's just see where this goes. So Fury, Bob, Bob, Fury. I hope he's
12: better. I hope he's
13: better than baptized. (sighs) What's better than baptized? Oh, boy. Tears. So good.
12: Tears. Tears. (laughs) Tears. Have you been baptized?
13: Not with the baptized. I've been baptized a few times, yeah. I'm old enough. I've cried more than once.
12: You think tears are uh, like a form of baptism? No, I don't. Okay. You're just joking around. I get it. So uh, are you, uh, uh, do you believe in the Trinity? That's probably the first place to start, I guess, to figure out where you're at. What trinity?
2: I okay, am so dead. Now.
12: There's no. <laughs> you don't believe Christ is, is, is deity?
13: Jesus is the son of God. That's what I believe. hmm You don't think he was deity? He's going to be a king... Are kings deities?
12: Well, no, but just okay. What, what Bible you are you using? Are you using a Bible or are you using uh, the book of Satan? Which one are you reading now? I got my Bible right here. Okay. There's not no book of Satan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> <It's>...
12: <laughs> you don't, really, you don't think Jesus is God? Did you, what, what's no, your I always. Uh,
13: The evidence?
12: Yeah.
13: Why do you you believe er that? Have you ever read Luke?
12: Sure. Yeah. You must have missed a part of it. Mm, No, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Do you have a specific verse you're, you're challenging? No, I don't challenge them. I believe them.
13: Yeah, if you can turn in this Bible and find it, listen carefully. I want you to find the words. Today in the city of David, God has been born. That's your prerequisite,
7: is that right?
13: I'm just saying, I have read Luke and you won't find that. Have you read the rest of the the Bible? I don't know what the rest of it is. I mean, I've read
12: a lot of it. I mean, I like, it, everything other than Luke, I would say. Oh yeah, I, I just re- I just don't understand. Typically, most people who don't believe Jesus is God have a hard time understanding. Like they get hung up on this word "son" because they can't understand. Oh, how I am
13: a, could. I am
12: a, I am a son of God. Well, sure. And, and Serendipity is a, a sister of God and a daughter of God, and you know, that we're all That's sons and daughters. Yeah. I don't if you, if know about Christian
13: anyway. I don't know about serendipity. I am Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
12: he doesn't know about you. Uh-uh. He doesn't know about you.
13: I am Bob. Don't you side I am me,
12: Bob. Bob?
13: Bob, I am. I am Bob. I am Bob Are the Builder.
2: You burning black
0: Gee, aren't you glad we did this?
12: I don't know how to talk to crazy people.
2: You're doing you, great.
12: Keep hey. at it, period. Keep at it. Oh, my God. Welcome. Bob, Welcome I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what the reality is. Most people who don't believe Christ's deity lack the ability to understand how God could be on earth and in heaven at the same time. But you, you lack... And from that, it's it's really just like uh, uh, understanding of how a deity would work. See, what you're trying to do is is use your human understanding and, and trying to put God into a little box that fits within your brain, but He's a lot bigger than that, unfortunately. So you're gonna have to conceptualize that. Like, hey, He's in order for Him to do certain things uh, and interact with us here on Earth, you know, it's not He's not gonna be a human. It doesn't have to work how a human works, you know? I think once I kind of understood that, um, that and the fact that it's pretty hubris to think that you understand how God thinks and works and acts like in his entirety, right? Because we're just little peons, so to speak, you know? It's like an ant trying to understand the human world. It's just literally the probably the same level of gap there between the two.
0: You're putting God in a bob-sized box. Yeah. And, Bob, I muted you just because you got a lot of feedback, so just mute yourself when you're not talking.
12: I don't know. I, I just can't understand how people can't notice that Christ is deity. He says, like, I am. The, he so literally much. says, I am. Like, well, I what, love what, you. Well, when, when
0: well, Bob, when you were just talking about show me where it says, you know, God will be born in the city of David. Where it says, you know, you'll call his name Emmanuel. Like, it means God with us. Like, how do you how do you ignore that part?
13: I don't ignore it. God was with Noah. God was with Abram. God was with Moses. Oh, sure. That's
0: like how the Muslims say, like you know, uh, he and the Father are one. Like you know, one per, one person, one purpose, one blah blah blah. Like that's that's like a again, baptized tears leap.
13: Trinity is blah blah blah. Uh,
0: No, I said Bob Bob Bob.
13: (laughs) Oh, excuse me. But uh, I don't know where you figured out that I've got a finite mind.
0: I didn't speak about your mental capacity or lack thereof.
8: Wait, wait, wait. Bob,
2: are you going to argue that unlike the rest of humanity, you do not have a finite mind?
13: No, i got the mind of Christ.
12: Whew. Maybe he's because you,
13: you, you can't handle that any better than Matt sleep.
12: Oh jeez. I avoid people with the last name Slick. <laughs> it implies deceptive. <clears throat> Sounds like a used car salesman. Anyway, seriously, what what do you want
13: me to ask? What do you uh, what,
12: so I have, here's my question. What do you do you, uh have you ever read Revelation one eight? I've read all of Okay, so Revelation what do you make of that? Chapter one Is, is that God talking or is that Jesus talking? Revelation 1-8, where he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty.
13: Those those were the words that God gave Jesus to give to his servant. Where does it say that, Bob? Chapter
12: 1. No, no. You, it says nowhere in that chapter that God told Jesus this. How come it don't? Uh, uh, you'd have How to ask God is- that.
13: Let yeah, what well, do you think
12: it does? Let, you're let you're, adding, you're adding you're adding a layer let, there that's not let, written about.
13: Let me see. Let me open my Bible to Revelation chapter one. This
12: is just one verse, mind you, where he claims to be literally deity. That's just, what you claim. No, I'm not claiming anything. I'm reading from the text, literally. There's no let, claim to be made here. I'm I'm reading is what I'm doing. The revelation ...of Jesus Christ, which God gave him.
13: So see, Jesus got this revelation from God, and he gave it to John.
12: Right, so Jesus is saying, I am Alpha, I am Omega, right? That's what God told him to so say. So what's that mean? Does that mean he's the Son, and he's the Alpha and the Omega? Yeah, okay, he's the first. That's
8: what God told him to say, but does
5: God lie?
12: Yeah, is God lying there? No. Okay, so if you're the Alpha and the Omega, are you a God? No. So the Alpha and the Omega is not a god. No, not necessarily. Okay. Well there we have it. Down. I am.
0: I was thinking about Revelation twenty one too, like right? Like where Jesus talks about. Living water, and he's like, You know, to the one who you know thirsts, I'll give this living water, and I will be his God, and they will be my people. Um, so I mean, either the Bible's lying, or you know, Jesus right there says, I will be his God, and they will be my people.
13: Jesus is the first and the last. Jesus, no, where where he says, in
0: Revelation is, is Revelation 21 6. He, he, people want people keep saying, I want to know where it says, I am God, I am God. It says, I will give the living water to he who's thirsty, and I will be his God. So, all the people that want to say, Where's she say I'm God? Where's it say I'm God? Revelation 21, I think it's 6. He says, I will be his God, and they will be my people.
12: Also, I 111, know. I am the Alpha and the Omega again.
2: Yeah, and, and it's Bob, very Bob. clear,
12: Bob. Yeah, I know.
2: Totally. Bob, but you the don't. Spirit of Easter, why? why do you think Jesus was crucified? Like, what? What happened there?
13: God wanted him dead.
2: Okay, yeah, right. So then, why, like, how did that happen on earth? What was the reason they gave for crucifying Jesus Christ?
13: Oh, they gave a lot of reasons.
2: What's the main reason they gave for crucifying Jesus Christ?
13: They falsely accused him of claiming to be God or something like so that. So then,
2: when Pilate said, they say you are God. Are you a God? And Jesus said yes. What What do you do with that in your brain, Bob?
13: Jesus said he's the son <laughs> of God.
2: He said I am. Do you know what that means? Do you know what I am and the Alpha and the Omega mean? Have you read yeah. the Old Testament? Okay, so what in your perception, what do they mean? I am. Okay. Going to
0: the supermarket, getting the of Cheerios. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Muslims say, so what do you say? Like, if he's not saying, I am, like when Moses says, what do I tell you, uh, people, your name is, and he says, tell them, I am sent you. If it's not that, then you're left somewhere in between that and the Muslim argument, which is, I am going to the supermarket. Well, that's what I... they say. So is that what you believe? Like when Jesus says, I am, they're like, "Who?" Uh, before Abraham was, I am going to be right back. Like, what else do you do with that? <laughs> like, if he's not using the exact title that God used for himself to Moses... Then he has to be like, I am taking a break. I am looking for a restroom. Like, what do you do with that?
13: Jesus knew I am.
0: Jesus is I am.
13: No, he knew I am.
0: Well, uh, back to Revelation 21. What do you get with that? Like, what do you do with that? Like, that's Jesus talking, and he says, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Like, is that part of the Bible corrupted?
2: Or what he said like, to Pilate or all the Jews who testified that he said he was God and he didn't deny it and then he was killed.
12: Uh, all I know is he ain't God. Yeah, but that's yeah, but you're now you're you're you know Bob what you're doing though is you're you're ignoring what God is telling you. No, right? I'm not.
13: I'm listening to everything With, like that. Again, telling this me. isn't
12: this isn't an argument we're putting forth. Like, I'm giving you just literal Bible verses. So either you believe the Bible or you don't. But you can't have both. You can't say, I believe the Bible, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna take this, what it's saying right here, and believe that. I, that means you're believing parts of the Bible, the parts that are convenient for you. That's what you do. No, that's wanna... absolutely not what I'm doing. I'm literally yes, just I... reading it. Yeah. No, right? you do it. No, it's like cheer. if I have a sentence, he rode a bike. I'm saying, Bob, it says right here, he rode a bike. You're like... That's not a bike. I'm like, well, what do you think it means when he threw a bike? What does that mean to you? You're like, it means it's bike. You're like you're giving me weird responses to this, dude. Weird. You could, and you sound confused.
13: Well, I may sound confused, but that's because your mind is screwed up.
4: My mind is screwed up.
0: <laughs> Chris, are you putting your head in the oven right now?
4: No, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Torturing theories become one of my hobbies.
12: No, it's not torture for me. You know where I, go. I just I just disregard him now as a free-thinking individual. He's just the agent of the devil at this point. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, Bob. That's what they, that's Bob, what a thousand they said, years ago, I would have put you to the stake and burned you. That's what they. That's what they. <laughs> that's what they said about Jesus.
2: No, that's what no. you're saying about Jesus. You are saying that Jesus was a liar and a loser. no. They said they
13: said Jesus was a son of or he was. Wait, I have, a, okay,
12: I have a way around this. Okay, can you read Bob for me, Revelation one eight? Just I read for you Revelation. No, no, 1-8. please, just for the first the first five words. Just just five words from Revelation one eight.
13: Why, sure I can. I got the Bible please, right here in me. If you please,
12: I would appreciate it. Please. One
13: eight. Number eight, I am the Alpha
12: and the Omega. All right, says he the Lord agrees God. Uh, Congratulations, I win.
13: That's what the
12: Lord God told
13: Jesus well to done, tell him.
2: Jerry. Well done. It came out of his mouth. It points and, to Bob.
12: And, and every mouth shall profess. <laughs> we did it, y'all. See, that was uh, the. No,
13: Jesus, I, I, Jesus is and the first and the last. And I and he's a believer. Jesus is the first <laughs> Not and last. A
2: trace. He's yeah. the only,
13: He's the only begotten Son of God,
12: right?
2: And He's well, Tom, also
12: God. No.
2: You,
11: he's okay. So not why
12: do you think? God. Why do you think? Uh, Steph asked this question, but I'll ask it because there's another, another reason for it. Why? Why did God have to kill Himself basically for the world? Don't you think that there's a reason Jesus is special? What? Like, no. If He's just a man, okay in your eyes or the son of god as you put it but not a deity so if he's not a deity then what is he an angel if if god isn't if jesus isn't a deity what is he in then in your mind is he his cousin his homie is he the brother of lucifer like what is he no he's mary's baby okay so he's a man he's just a man he's a human being that's it what do women give birth to Uh, I'm asking you very plainly what you think Jesus Christ is. Is he a man and that is it? He's a man. Okay. okay. So how would the sacrifice of a man save and cover all the sins for all of humanity? And yes, Chris, all of humanity. All, all that
13: would take is a decree from the creator. Okay. Did he decree that somewhere? Yeah. Yes, Uh, John had spent a lot of time in the desert or the wilderness eating a bunch of crickets and honey and uh, he came out full of the Holy Spirit and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world.
12: There it is. Yeah, but that doesn't say he's human. What? The he was looking at Jesus, G- Bob.
13: He was looking at he was looking at Jesus when he said it.
0: Hey, Bubby Bob, why don't you check over there and chat real quick? Just just read that. Can you just read that? It's Revelation twenty-one six. Can you just read that to us real fast? It's only like a few lines.
13: In Revelation twenty-one six.
0: Yeah, I posted it in chat. Can you just read what I put in chat? Just you know, no, no leading you. Just, just read that out loud if if you can. If you need help with the big words, I can help you.
13: Well, I appreciate that.
0: Just playing, but if you have questions, ask. But can you read that for us real quick? And then Give just me. tell us, tell us what you interpret that as.
13: Twenty-one six.
0: Bro, go to the chat and read the thing that says Nate just posted something.
13: All right, let me thumb this thing over to chat to see.
0: Yep, that is what we're asking.
13: Nate. Six, seven. How are you? Nate, six, yeah. seven. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers
0: will have
13: this heritage and I'll be his God and he'll be my son.
0: So what does that mean to you, Bob?
13: That uh, Jesus is the Son of God.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks
12: for playing. Nice talking to you.
13: Wait, Bob What did I play?
12: Wait, do you does God allow for idolatry?
13: He doesn't like it.
12: He doesn't like it. Okay. But, well, is it a sin to commit idolatry? That's an understatement. Yeah, yeah okay. that is an understatement. Do you think God wants us to worship Jesus? He hadn't told me to. He just
0: he just now said, "I will be his God." Like Jesus says, "I am God." Like all the people, are like Where's Jesus tonight So God? now he you have what's it. called
12: a. We're clearly supposed to worship Jesus. You're supposed to worship Jesus. How? Let me let me get my sticks and my my figurines, and that's how I do it personally. I, I create or, a little a doll. fire. Get, a doll. get you. I pile get you up a couple the wrong, of dolls too. Like so. Uh, I say a little hominid, 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 and that's how I worship Jesus. I don't know about you.
13: I don't do it that way, I can assure you.
1: <laughs> a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject. Bob puts on, yeah, amen, Edwin.
0: Yeah, do you want to say something? And uh, Bob, you, yeah, you, mute your mic, you got a lot of static coming through. Edwin, I agree with you. Um, Bob, I was going to say, you know, in the most loving way, uh, I think you worship, quote, Jesus by donning your black robe and praying to your Baphomet statue. Uh, Just a little joke, uh, repent and believe the gospel. Um, Edwin, did you have anything to say?
1: No, I was just citing that that passage about, you know, we we can, when a person's a heretic, they deny the deity of Christ, we can admonish them from the word of God, and it just, yeah. When they keep rejecting it, they keep insisting on their views. Let me
13: ask you a simple question fury Uh, let me address
12: fury alright hang on let me hit myself in the head (laughs) go go ahead I'm ready
13: you can turn to the page where John baptized the lamb in the river and some words were heard I think it's this is my Does that mean anything to you at all? This
1: is my... Sure. The heretic after the first and second admonition reject. (laughs) This is... Just
0: just keep saying that over and over, Edwin.
1: This
13: is my son. What about that don't you understand?
0: The same
12: thing you don't understand when Jesus says, I am God. All right, uh, we've got... But let me say one thing, Nate. That, I'm glad uh, we,
13: we ran out of time.
12: I'll, 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 I'll just cap with this, okay? For anybody in the audience to help you understand. This is my understanding of it and how it, it might be helpful to you. Anyway, God had to come to earth and, and be in an earth like human form and live a perfect life, right? And like a, a, a abide by all the proper rules of the law so that when he was sacrificed, it was unjust right and because he was deity the the, the sacrifice was so unjust that's it is enough because god is just it, it that was enough to like cover the entire sins of all humanity because of that that's why god had to come to earth jesus is literally, literally how i think of it is literally just god on earth because we are this is a different space than heaven it's a different dimension it's a different existence so the only way he could do that to save us all, was to send himself, basically. And this is the story of how he did that.
13: Okay. I hope you don't lose this replay because... Because you
12: can't sacrifice... A man's sacrifice, by the way, doesn't doesn't cover everybody. It would be insufficient. It would be an improper sacrifice. Fury. It would not be enough.
13: And we don't even
12: sacrifice men. I mean, the, the religion didn't sacrifice people to begin with. Right. So, again, the the level of unjustness for that sacrifice was so great that it was enough to cover in order for God. To, in order for the 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 equality of God's law to be played out, it covered all this into the world because of the the sacrifice was so unjust. So that's the reason there's a mechanism I think God uses for how he created the universe. And this is him working within that mechanism that he created. And also a way of showing you how much he loved, he like went through this, this human experience on, on behalf of all of mankind and was a horrible, crappy experience at that and was crucified and, and, you know, whipped and beaten and tortured, um, just so he could save a bunch of ungrateful people. (laughs) So yeah, God is, uh, praise God. Glory be to
2: him.
0: What a way to end Fury.
1: Thank you for that. Yes, well wait, done. Wait, just ch- some final- I, yeah, yeah, ahead I ahead. just want to chime, so- chime in something. Um, uh, a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject. That will be my final words.
0: Great, great final words. Steph, Chris, say something. I'm, I'm holding up to the end my Fortnite battle here.
2: Repent and believe.
4: I'm I'm having a good morning. I dropped my car off at the dealership for the oil change. Now I'm looking at newer BMWs.
0: Oh, think of all the think of all the homeless people you could feed if you just sew your car in your house.
4: I'll well, throw sandwiches at them out the window of my
12: new M5. Oh, why are you buying a BMW? That's for women. Don't start with me, Siri.
0: Gauntlet
10: dropped.
12: Chris, of all the Chris, German don't... cars, you picked the weak Bavarian one.
10: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, don't don't waste your money on an M5. Just get an M550i. Very close in performance and fifty sixty grand that could cheaper. Be a great
12: car
4: for your wife. Listen, they've
10: got <laughs> a 2021
4: 530i. Let's see, is it six cylinder or is it four cylinder?
2: A great car for your wife. Yeah, hey, I mean, I like road noises. (laughs) Just everything he
0: says, it's a great car for his wife, no matter what he says. (laughs) Oh, guys, start that. Uh, That's the next thing Chris believes, that, you know, whatever is the womanly car, that's the one he wants. Or I guess that's actually true, right? I don't know anything about BMWs.
12: Well, it's a car based on works, so I'll just say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, how long have you been into feminine cars? I'm curious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good callback.
0: I saw. We're sorry, Chris. We didn't mean it. Come back, Chris.
2: No, the best be part is he's talking. That car, what, I sir? was
4: talking to a salesman. So.
2: I know, that's the best part. He's talking to a salesman about his car while we're dissing his car in his ear, and he's having to handle yeah. it. I'm <laughs> ask him,
4: both. I'm
12: handling both the cognitive dissonance.
2: Ask Can we talk to the salesman? Nail... Let
0: us
4: talk to the salesman, Chris. We have some questions. I No. So I was interested in the 530i, and then I learned it was the four-cylinder model, which I will not have. I want the turbocharged six-cylinder. 530. You go, girl. Yeah, you better
0: up
12: that cup side. <laughs> I'm dead.
1: Just, I just want to clarify, Chris. There's nothing wrong with a guy being into girly cars. If you want to be, a fe- you know, being into feminine cars, there's nothing wrong with that. I respect. I mean,
0: we're judging not. We're judging not. It's very hard, but we're judging not. I'm judging. Hey, wait a minute. You're the one
4: with the minivan. Hot
0: yellow, uh, My
2: Highlander is not a minivan. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> Don't well, try to turn this on someone else.
2: We're not talking about me. We're talking about you, bud. Wow, just like
0: just like Bob ignores Revelation twenty one to go off to another verse. Chris is trying to shift the shift the buck to Steph in her minivan. It's
2: not a minivan, okay?
4: <laughs> I was successful, apparently.
1: <laughs> uh, I, mean, I understand. Oh, I understand. RC Sproul drove a, a girly car, so it's okay. It's nothing wrong with the man. I respect you. <laughs> No problem, buddy.
4: Chris did not drive a BMW. I know oh, this drove. day is
1: great.
8: That doesn't mean he didn't drive a girly car.
4: I
0: mean, Jesus still loves you, Chris.
4: I mean, look. My, my blood pressure went down 10 points when I started driving BMWs as opposed to the beater cars that I had driven for years. So it's for my own health and well-being that I drive a nice car. But like why does
0: that nice car have to be a woman's BMW? Because I'm not going to buy a Mercedes S-Class. Get a C-Class. <laughs> a- a it's still a Mercedes.
1: Wait, wait. Just one more thing. I understand John Calvin actually rode a very – he rode, rode a feminine horse, a girl horse. So, I mean, if you, had like a mayor, are, <laughs> if you think Calvinists are
0: – if you think Calvinists are have the right doctrine for Christianity, Jesus rode a donkey, therefore you should ride a donkey.
4: Somehow. Can my donkey have six (laughs) cylinders and turbocharging? It was predestined. So, Fury, what is your conception of a manly car? Well, there's a lot to choose from.
12: Um, I mean, I drive an Audi just because I I want a car that actually works well and is faster than BMWs. Um, and And I... Don't get misgender, mis uh, misidentified when I'm.
0: I was on his side in Audi. Yeah, the the stupidest car I ever had
4: was an Audi. Just to drive to. Listen, it's as simple as this. Can I
12: say something? I've I've driven, I've driven BMW, I've driven Mercedes, I've driven uh, Lexus, uh, everything else. Audi are are literally one of the best. Sports cars you can buy. Okay, mine had it nothing but electronic. Trashes games. it trashes on BMWs. It's better built is? than a Mercedes Benz. It's just it's a great car all around. I'm serious. You should drive one. Drive an S. Drive an RS if you can. If you got the money for an RS, get an RS.
10: What's up, best? Disc? The best diss I ever heard for uh, for Audi is um, four. Can zeros I say on, something? Four zeros on the hood, one zero in the driver's seat. Rabbit. <laughs> 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 Take that. Uh
0: What's up, Georgian?
7: Yeah, Yo, what's up? Can that can I say something?
0: Yes,
4: you just uh,
7: You know the Abba. Uh, <laughs> you know the Abba guy in the audience. You know what I'm talking about.
4: yes Rabbi Uri. Uh, he's a friend of the us.
7: band Abba. Yeah he's, a, yeah, he's a little bit of a faggot If you just says stupid stuff just ignore.
2: Thanks, man. Okay, oh, well, means. go with
0: Christ. Thanks for playing. So, you know, I don't I wonder I should have got his his um, theological bent first. Does anyone know, I wonder, if he was like someone who claims to be a good moral atheist without a belief in a God or
12: another religion? I
0: wonder. Still here.
2: I just moved into the audience.
12: I just oh. call that kindling for the fire. That's just me.
3: Well,
0: I just wonder. I mean, it, it's an anecdotal, but, you know, I would be curious to kind of start taking a poll. Like, you know, because a lot of times people, you know, like Michael, I have no reason to not believe. He says, okay, I'm a good, good moral atheist. by standards. I just don't believe in a God. I believe that. But someone like that, you know, all too often is like, I could be a good Morpheus without God, and, you know, then say every horrible thing and be like a terrible human garbage being and um, be like, OK, well, people like Michael perhaps can, but you cannot. Um, so anyways. Just curious about that.
2: Human garbage being.
0: <laughs> human garbage being. I don't even see Uri. Where was he? Is he still here?
2: Uh, yeah you see him with his guitar down there he's in the bottom row of the audience
0: Abba. oh Harry
2: yeah, welcome you. welcome
0: well anyways on a good note to end I guess I'm saying everything backwards gosh I can't complete a sentence I'm like I'm like rain man I'm like saying everything like halfway and backwards um yeah the the worst car I ever had was an Audi. like it was it was
12: what year though come on it was okay. a
0: night it was an it was a yeah, 94. If you're picking the
12: year for like literally every car was like a pile of crap. There's there's certain decades where any car made was literally a POS, like well, Hondas, is, Toyotas, everything.
0: Yeah, this was an, a ninety four, and it was when <laughs> it was it was about ninety eight when I had it, um, and it just had nothing but electronic electronic issues and like sensor problems, and oh, that thing was. Like every made. brand's
12: got got some lemons in it, to be sure. My my point is that literally, I. In, Chris, I intensively looked into this. Okay, like I, 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 I oh, had I do an AMG Mercedes. Okay, and I was displeased with the quality of the vehicle, and then I started shopping around the other German cars, and ultimately, like w- once I drove the Audi, it was it was uh, hands down the best option. So I implore you, go go take a drive around in an Audi.
4: So my my budget for the next car is forty five k. Okay, uh, get a four.
12: You can get an A four.
4: So I don't want to buy brand new. I I never buy brand yeah, new. Yeah, that's new I new meant used. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, obviously, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, a brand new M, you know, uh, brand new five series is.
12: Or like or 000. just save your money and buy a brand new Honda Civic, dude. Point A to B, you know. Buy three of them. Okay, everyone. Nice talk. See you bye. next time. Take care, now, everyone. Bye, guys. God, God bless. Let us know everyone. if you get.
0: The, let us know if you get the ladies' car.
12: Jesus is God. God bless.
0: Jesus is God. Take care.